Kia ora and welcome to Business Your Way, a podcast where I take you behind the scenes and look at the strategies, systems and support needed to grow and scale an online service business. One that not only supports you and your family financially, but one that gives you the freedom to live the life of your dreams. I'm taking the many lessons learnt over the last two decades of running my own business and working with hundreds of clients to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients. We're even going to talk about how to kick those limiting beliefs to the curb so that you can flourish in your business. I'm your host, Sandra Julian, an Indigenous mama of three, fashion-loving sewist and business strategist. Each week, I want to help you dream big, plan well, and do the work to grow and scale your business your way. Hi friend, welcome to episode 43 of the Business Your Way podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a question that I got from a listener. So rather than sitting here thinking about what topics that I would record for you on the podcast, I reached out to the community and said, what topics would you like me to record uh, that would really help you move forward in your business? So what are you struggling with now? Uh, what are your challenges that you have that you would like some advice on or an episode that would help you keep moving forward in your business? And this question came up around how to create a business perfectly aligned to your talents, the way that you want your life and attracting the clients that are interested in buying your service. And this is such a a big question really and I was thinking about breaking it down into three episodes but I've landed on two. So this is part one of a two-part series that answers this question and in this episode we're going to dive into how to create a business that is perfectly aligned to your talents in the way that you want to live your life. So we're going to go over that in this episode and then in another episode we're going to look at how to attract the clients that are interested in buying your services that you have created because you are aligned to your talents and the way that you want to live your life. So that's part two for another episode. So let's start with creating a business aligned to your talents. And for anyone that's been in business for any length of time, you probably have realized that business is a journey of self-development. We learn so much about ourselves as we are creating our business. It takes us on such a massive journey that we can't help but learn about ourselves at the same time. 
And when our business is aligned to our talents, you'll find that the ideas and possibilities for your business flow easily and there is an endless pool of ideas for you to draw from, which can work against us as well. Because if you're a multi-passionate person and your talent isn't obvious to you, you could be good at a number of things. So you could be good at putting words to paper. So doing your marketing or your social media captions could come easy. You could be a whiz with a spreadsheet. So putting together your business budget also could be easy. Or you like to dive into the tech side of your business. So whipping up a website isn't that hard at all. You also might like, you know, just being in conversation with your clients. You might like talking to them about what they're doing and brainstorming how they could do things in their business. You might enjoy that and that might come easy as well. So if you're multi-passionate and multi-talented, it might not be so easy to think about how you could align your talents to your business when the possibilities are endless. So it's going to take some time to dig deep to really uncover what you are good at, what you are passionate about, and how you could use your passion and your talents to serve your clients. This is a process that I embarked on a few years ago when I was diving into what did I want to do next in my business? What was my next business venture going to be? Because when I started a business, I started providing management support services. So I had a management support agency. I was helping others set up their business, set up their accounting records, set up their HR processes, so from advertising to recruiting to onboarding and inducting their staff. I was helping them um, prepare their budgets for their funding applications. I was looking at accountability for the contracts that they'd secured, reporting on those contracts. I was looking at the operations behind the scenes in their business and helping them be really effective and efficient with how they were operating their business. Then I moved my business slightly and I started a full service event management agency because I wanted to do all the events. I wanted to do the cultural events. I wanted to do the community events. I wanted to do the corporate events and the conference events and the gala dinners. I wanted to do it all. So I came up with this term called full service event management. I did everything and it was fun for a while until it became exhausting. And then I iterated my business yet again. So then I really niched down and focused on business events. So today I run a really successful business event agency that operates through a cultural lens. That's my differentiator. But all of this work that I'd been doing over all of these years came really easy and I didn't really know why it came easy, and I didn't know what my talents actually were. 
I just knew I could do all these things and I could do them really well and my clients were really happy. But if you were to ask me, what are your talents? What's your superpower? What is the thing that you are really good at why your business is successful? I couldn't have told you. So when I decided that it was time to look at what was my next business venture, what was my next iteration of my business going to look like, this is when I really started to dive into what were my talents. So I engaged a business coach and she said to me something that really stuck with me. She said, you are unconsciously competent. There's a scale of like four, I can't remember them all, but I think the first one is unconscious, incompetent. The next one I think is consciously incompetent. And then there is the unconscious competence. And then there is the conscious competence. So I was sitting in this area of being unconsciously competent. So I'm like, what does that really mean? How do I become consciously competent? So how do I become conscious of the things that I'm really good at? So I started to dive into personality assessments so that could really uncover or bring to the fore the things that I was good at. So I'm going to talk to you today about four personality assessments that you could use to dive into discovering what your talents really are, what you are really good at, what comes naturally to you, what strikes up your passion. So the first one is the Myers-Briggs 16 personalities. The second one is the Enneagram. The third one is the Gallup-Clifton strengths. And the fourth one is the DISC assessment. So I thought I would dive into each one of these from my perspective so you can see how it transpires for me. Because if you're anything like me, I like to hear other people's stories and how they have gone through the journey of transformation and uncovering what their talents are in order that you can align what you are doing with what somebody else has done. Not that you have to copy what I've done at all. You will find your own way in discovering your talents and being super conscious about them. But hearing somebody else's story is always fun and enlightening. And when you feel as though you can see somebody else's journey, you feel that it's possible for you. So the first personality assessment I took was the Myers-Briggs 16 personalities. This is a free assessment. My personality type is an ISFJ, and it breaks your personality down into five areas, mind, energy, nature, tactics, and identity. So in the mind category, I'm 78% introverted. And I know this, I like to spend time alone. I'm actually an ambivert, so I like to have interaction, but I also am comfortable in my own skin being on my own. So 78% introverted. In the energy category, I am 81% observant. I like to learn by observing and then doing. So that was nothing new to me. And then in the nature category, I am 52% feeling. And I know this about myself, I like to feel my way through my decisions rather than think my way through my decisions. So feeling my way, being 52% in the feelings uh, made sense to me. 
in the tactics category, I am 76% judging. In the identity, I am 83% assertive. And this assertive area became really aligned to me when I did the DISC assessment. Because in the DISC assessment, I am a high D. So the four categories of the DISC assessment are dominance, influence, steadiness, and conscientiousness. And I'm a really high D. So the D in the DISC assessment and the A in the Myers-Briggs personality are very closely aligned which was enlightening for me when I was, you know, uncovering my talents. After I did the Myers-Briggs assessment, then I dove into the Enneagram. Now, the Enneagram has nine personality types. And when I did this assessment, I got to the end of it and it said, you are clearly two types. So I was a type nine and a type three. And in order for the assessment to give me a clear winning number, I just had to answer one question. And when I answered that one question, it said, great, you're an Enneagram type nine. But because I know that there is just one question between me being a type nine and a type three, I'm actually claiming both. So I dove into both of those Enneagram numbers to really understand why that was my result. So the Enneagram type nine is the peacemaker. The nine values harmony, comfort, and peace. The nine is motivated by a need to always keep the peace and avoid conflict at all costs. So this is definitely me. I can recall situations and instances where I have been the peacemaker. I've been in a room where with people, you know, around a board table where there has been conflict and I have been the one that has piped up and and tried to relay the story of one and the other and get each, you know, each party to see the story from the other party's perspective so that we could create harmony at our table and create good decisions. Even if we agree to disagree, we're still creating harmony because because we're saying to each other, I can see your point of view, but I don't necessarily agree with it. You know, I, I still stand firm and this is what I believe. So we don't need to be at each other's throats to have differing opinions, but we can have harmony to keep moving forward in the right direction. So I've got many instances where I've been the peacemaker. So that makes perfect sense to me why I am an Enneagram 9. I am also an Enneagram 3 because a type 3 are success-orientated and extremely driven. They are motivated by their constant need to be successful They do everything they can to avoid failure. They never want to look like they don't know what they're doing. And they'll put a little too much focus on what others think about them. And whilst I don't think that I worry about what others think about me, obviously this personality assessment says I did. But I'm really driven. You know, I will pull out all the stops to deliver Uh, the events for my client above and beyond. If I see a picture for how it's got to be, I will do all within my power to be 
good at that event, to make that event successful, to get the success that we are after. So I am definitely the achiever on the Enneagram as well. So uncovering these things about me and then looking back at my past, I can see how they have manifested themselves. The Enneagram, when you dive into each of the personality types, they give you the strengths of each type, the faults of each type, the basic fears and the basic desires of each number. So you can really dive into what that means for you and see in your past where it has manifested itself, why you feel the way you feel, why you do what you do. It is truly enlightening. But then after I did the Enneagram, I then took the Gallup Clifton Strengths. So the first two assessments, the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, these are free assessments. So you can immediately go dive into those, learn what you need to learn from those. And then when you're ready, you can take the Gallup Clifton Strengths Assessment. It's a paid assessment. There's two levels of payment. You can pay to know your top five strengths or you can pay to know the top 34, I think it is. Don't quote me on that. But my top five Gallup Strengths are Achiever, Realtor, Strategic, Maximizer and Futuristic. And again, all of those strengths make sense to me. The Achiever really aligns to the Enneagram 3 and the Maya Briggs assertiveness. They all align together so much so. Uh, the Realtor in the Gallup, this is how I relate to people and this makes sense in relation to my Enneagram 9 assessment. My, you know, strategic, maximizer, futuristic this all aligns to how I can see a vision for how something is going to be delivered, and that's the success that I'm driven towards. So I've managed to create a story for myself, knowing how these personality assessments have drawn to the same conclusion. They've all drawn me to the same personality traits. They've all landed on the similar talents that I have. They all describe them in different ways, but once you read into them, they will bring you to the core of, these are my talents. And now I've got words to articulate my talents, and now I'm really conscious about them. So I no longer do what is not in my talent wheel, and I do more of what I know I'm good at. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend. Or even better yet, jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. And rather than just share my story with you, I thought I would also share the story of my friend Anna, who completely changed her career path once she discovered her strengths and her talents. 
So when she first was in a job, she was in the finance industry. Office job, corporate job, cubicle job in the finance industry dealing with numbers and, you know, financial projections and all that good stuff. But when she decided that she wanted to go out and start her own business, she started her business making bras because she enjoyed sewing and she thought, oh, I could start a business around sewing because that's a talent that I have and that I enjoy. So she took a bra making course. She learned everything there was to know about bra making and she started her business. She was really successful at it. She had repeat clients. She was really good at making bras and she was making money. What more could she want? But one day, one of her friends rang her up and said to her, Anna, do you want to come for coffee? We're just going down to the local cafe. Would you like to come? And immediately, without hesitation, Anna said, yes, I'm coming. Hung up the phone and then realized that, shit, I've got a deadline. I have to have this bra to my client. I've promised to get this bra to her. I shouldn't really go for coffee, but I want to go for coffee. So she gave in, went for coffee, and it wasn't the coffee that she wanted. It was the conversation with her friend that she was wanting. It was to be in conversation and be out and creating that relationship. That was what really made her heart sing. So went out, had coffee, had chats with her friend, came back and then, you know, did everything that she needed to do to still meet the deadline, which meant that she had to forego stopping for dinner and forego some other things that she had planned in her day in order to meet the deadline. But at least she went out, she got to see her friend, meet her friend, and they caught up. But this made Anna stop in her footsteps and really rethink her business. And that's when she realized that she'd started the wrong business. So she began her journey to find out how she could run a business that was aligned to her talents. And she took the Clifton Strengths Test and had a coaching call with a coach that helped her work through the results of her Strengths Test. And today, Anna is a Strengths Coach. She gets to make new friends every day. She gets to jump onto calls every day and create new relationships with new people and help them uncover their strengths by going through the results of their Clifton Strengths Test. And she loves her job. So Anna, if you're listening to the podcast, shout out to you, my friend. I probably didn't tell that story as well as you tell it yourself. But I really wanted my listeners to hear how the contrast in your journey that's led you to doing what you're doing now and really maximizing your strengths can be done. We can create a business around our strengths. And so if you want to reach out to Anna, I'm going to put Anna's contact details in the show notes for this podcast. So if you are wanting to go through the results of your Clifton Strengths test with someone, I would highly recommend booking in a coaching session with Anna. So creating a business aligned to your talents is going to be a journey and you're not going to nail it 
as soon as you uncover your strengths from your first assessment. But these personality assessments are a really good place to start. And doing more than one as well. Doing more than one helps you see things in a different light. They all use different language to describe a strength or a talent. And I found that particularly helpful. And then I could look back at my past and see how these talents and strengths have played out in my life and how I can use them to move forward in my business. So hence, I am moving into business coaching as my next iteration of my business journey because my strengths tell me that that's my next business journey that I need to take in order to really lean into my strengths, lean into my talents. It puts a fire in my belly. It really excites me. I get all passionate about it when I think about how I could help other agency owners create a life of flexibility and freedom using the agency model. That's such a myth that the agency model is soul-sucking. It can be, but it can also be freedom-giving. So that is my next journey. And so part two in this process of you intentionally designing your business around your talents is by to answer these few questions. So I've come up with a few questions. I want you to get out your journal or a piece of paper or however you take notes Take a quiet space to answer these questions for yourself. So firstly, I want you to ask yourself, what do you want your business to give you? What is it that your business is going to give back to you? That's really important. Uh, Nine times out of 10 at the top of this list is money. But I want you to dive deeper behind why you want your business to give you money. You want your business to give you money because you want a bigger impact, You want to change the lives of people by delivering your service to more people. You want to change the lives of your kids and make their life better than yours was. You want to create generational wealth. You want to be giving back to the community in a bigger way. What is it that you want your business to give you? And you have to be honest with yourself here. The answer to this question isn't something that you're going to share on the front page of your website. It might not even be something that you share at all. But you have to know deep down what your business is giving you, what your business is enabling you to do. Who is it enabling you to be? I want you to answer that question for yourself. And then the next question is, how many hours do you want to work? How many hours can you work? quite different questions. But I want you to know this. So when I started my business, I was prepared to work from nine to three. I wanted to only work while my kids were at school. So that's where I started. And that was as simple as it was. I just want to work from nine to three. The next question I want you to ask yourself is, what is the vision for your business? And I want you to think about this in a three-year time frame. So imagine three years from now, what is your core service? How many staff do you have? What do you want people to be saying about your business? What kind of impact is your business having? So project this into that three-year 
period. And I like this as a prediction period because it's far enough into the future that it's a stretch, but it's not too far that it's unimaginable. Like personally, I find the 10-year vision casting really hard. I find it unimaginable. I just, I can't think that far. One of my number one strengths is futuristic. So I like projecting into the future. I like casting the vision of what it might be. I just find 10 years is, it's just not something that I can create a vision around. But a three-year period, it feels like it's way out into the future, that it's it's got potential, but I don't really know whether this is how it's going to be. But I feel that it is enough of a stretch to make you imagine beyond what you know. And it's enough of a stretch for you to be able to reverse engineer how you could get there. So in answering this question, I want you to finish the sentence. My business is successful because dot, 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 fill in the blank. And I want you to finish that sentence for your business looking into the future three years from today or three years from whenever you do this exercise. And these questions that you've now got your answers to or you've spent, you know, some quiet time thinking through these questions and you might come back to them again and again and again. They might not fall into place immediately. So don't place that expectation on yourself. But once you have this information, then you can start mapping out your business lifestyle canvas. This is something that we can do together if you want to work with me. This is a process of aligning your business with those strengths and the vision that you have for your business in three years. This is where we map it all out on a one-pager. So this process of creating your business lifestyle canvas, it's about developing your vision statement for your business, identifying what your unique aspects to your business are, what makes your business unique that sets you apart from everyone else. We develop your value proposition so you can clearly articulate what you do and how that aligns to your strengths. We identify your values, which serve as the filter for everything that you do in your business. And your values will be aligned to your talents and your strengths. In your business lifestyle canvas, we'll describe your ideal client that you want to work with and the problem that you help them solve, why they come to you. We'll identify the revenue streams this is how you make your money. These are the things that you offer to your client and why they come work with you. That's the offer that you put out into the world is what attracts them. And then we'll also look at creating your framework, your unique framework, the process that you follow to get results for your clients. This is how you begin to map out how you create a business that is aligned to your talents, your strengths, and how you want to do business. So if you are interested in working with me to create your business lifestyle canvas, you can simply reach out to me by email, or you can jump over onto Instagram, send me a direct message. 
I'll put all of the contact details down in the show notes. If you just want a business coaching session to work through this with me and just to uncover and unpack anything that was in this episode or that is coming up for you, I offer business coaching sessions. Just head on over to my website, sandrajulian.co, navigate to the work with me page and right there you'll be able to see the business coaching sessions and you'll be able to book yourself in for one. But I hope this episode has been helpful to you to see the journey that you need to take in order to work out how you create a business that is aligned to your particular strengths and the way that you want to live your life. Once we've got this nailed, then we'll be able to move on to part two of this question And that is, how do you attract the clients that want to buy your services? But we can't do that part until we've done part one, which is what I've just outlined in this episode. So I hope this has been helpful to you. I would love to hear your thoughts around anything that I've mentioned in the podcast. Again, feel free to reach out to me by email or on Instagram. I'll come back to you either way. And then listen out for part two of this where I will dive into how to attract the clients that want to buy your services. Before you go today, I wanted to say thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All of the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes. Or if you like to read a really good blog, then you can head over to my website at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. Now you've probably realized that running a business is not for the faint-hearted. There are challenges coming at you left, right and center every day. But I'm here to tell you that challenges are only challenges because you haven't yet found an answer to them. The solution could actually be easier than you may think. But if you're anything like me, you tend to overthink or overanalyze the solution that is right in front of you. So what do you have to do to become the best boss you could possibly be? Well, you could go and take my two-minute free agency owner persona quiz at sandrajulian.co forward slash quiz. Here you'll find out how you can scale and streamline your business without compromising you and your lifestyle. I can't wait to know what your results are. So once you've done the quiz, why don't you take a screenshot, jump over to Instagram, share it on your stories, and don't forget to tag me. I'm at sandrajulian.co. If you've enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you hit the subscribe button to get notified of the new episodes as soon as they're released. And if you listen on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app, then I'd really appreciate if you could rate the show and perhaps leave a quick review if you are on the Apple app. Those five stars would mean the world to me and it would help get this show in the ears of more online service business owners. Alrighty, my friend, have the most productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.